could have kids pod Welcome to Kids Pod, a podcast where kids get to ask adults the questions they really want to know. Nothing is too rude to ask. You send in the questions and our adults will give kids the answers they want to hear. Travis Cartwright is a wedding photographer at Cartwright Productions. We welcome him here to Kids Pod to talk about what it's like to capture brides and grooms on their most special day. Hi, my name is Travis Cartwright and I love photography. I loved it so much that when I was at school, that's all I wanted to do. And now that I'm out of school and have been for about 30 years, it's something that I'm still very, very passionate about and I enjoy doing. I love it so much that I hope that my passion for it has rubbed off on my wife. Sabina and my one of my sons Logan who also share a, a deep passion for it in fact now the three of us all work together in the business we love uh, capturing the biggest day of most people's lives which is their wedding day and we work together as a team to provide an amazing what we hope service for the couple and their families so that they can look back and relive that one of the most amazing days of their lives I love the photography documentation process. I love the fact that what we're doing on the wedding day will be able to be viewed in hundreds of years' time by relatives to look back and see what their grandparents or great-grandparents' wedding day looked like in an amazing uh, quality and vibrancy that we were able to capture on the day. Hi, my name is Gracie and I am at... My question is, do the bride and groom ever laugh while you're taking photos? Hey Gracie, they certainly do. A wedding day is quite often one of the best days of your life. And for brides and grooms, they're surrounded by the people they love and care about the most. And it's a fun day. And one thing's for sure, what I want to do is make the experience as much fun as I can. I have a theory about photography, which I'll share more about with you all shortly. But in answer to your question, they can't wipe the smiles off their face. And it's quite interesting. They'll often say by the end of the day that their cheeks are sore from smiling and laughing. So absolutely, they laugh and smile a lot. Hi, my name is Digby and I am 10 years old. How hard is it to get a perfect picture? Hey Digby, that's a great question. The perfect shot. It's something that we all strive for and also hope it's something I never really achieve. And let me tell you why. It's because I want to keep striving to get it. And if it's one of those things that you keep out of reach, I suppose you're always going to be pushing for it. To me, uh, photos can be divided into two types of categories. You can take this shot of somebody and you can look at it and you might not know that person, but the shot's so compelling that you just love it. You look at it and you think, this is amazing, I don't know who that person is or what their story is, but I just love the photo. The second type of photo is one you might take when you're with some of your best friends and you're playing and it might be a, a, a photo off your iPhone. It might even be a great shot from composition or lighting. But when you look at the shot, it makes you feel really, really happy because you remember a great time that you had on that day. So for me, 
the perfect shot on a wedding day is a culmination of an amazing shot that anyone could look at and say, that is just a brilliant shot. But to the bride and groom and their family and friends, they'll look at it and remember what an amazing day they had, so much fun, laughter. And to me, that's the shot that I'm striving for constantly. What is the most embarrassing wedding photo you have ever taken? Hey Digby, this is another great question from you. I guess one of the funniest or the most embarrassing photos that I've been involved in was a few years ago now when I was actually shooting by myself for a wedding. Now the mother of the bride had a very interesting top. At the time I didn't realise but actually one part of her was completely uncovered. All you could see was her bra. I just sort of thought that was the way the top was meant to be. Uh, it was some sheer lace over it, but it, it had blown in the wind and, and come sort of undone. So we did all these family photos, and uh, of course, it was wrong. And uh, when she discovered, she was totally embarrassed, and it took a lot of time for us in Photoshop to have to try and fix it up. But as I said, at the time, I was completely unaware of it. I just thought she was trying to be super fashionable and a little bit risky. But there you have it. That's a very embarrassing moment, particularly for the mother of the bride. What's the craziest position you have ever had to be in to get a perfect shot? Okay, this is another great story. A few years ago, I was doing a very, very big wedding uh, on a farm. And one of the old farmers had like an old, uh, it was like a cherry picker. And it was like ancient. And we decided that the best thing for me to do was to get in the cherry picker and go up a little bit and then get a photo of everybody. And that seemed like a great idea at the time but what happened was when I got into the cherry picker and I should say that I'm scared of heights like really scared of heights and I was only going to go up a little bit but what happened was there was about 150 people there and as the old farmer was raising the cherry picker they're all chanting lift him higher lift him higher and I'm trying to yell that's high enough take me down and he kept going up and up and this thing was so old that it was rickety and it, I thought it was going to fall apart so when I got up to the top and I finally stopped this shot looked amazing and I was able to hold my camera still just enough to get the shot because I was shaking like a leaf. I was petrified, but it was well worth it. These days, I wouldn't do that. I'd just put my drone up and take a shot. But at the time, it seemed like a great idea until it was me up the top feeling like I was going to fall out. Okay, Digby, you already know that I'm scared of heights. But there's another thing that I'm really, really scared of too. In fact, I'm even more scared of this thing than Adam Heights. Let me tell you the story. We were driving along out in country Victoria and we saw this paddock full of all these round hay bales. They looked amazing. They were just everywhere. It was a really hot summer's afternoon. And I stopped the car and I made the bride and groom in the other car and the wedding party all get out. And I had this vision that we would all go into the paddock and that we would uh, flip one of the large round bales, because they were massive, onto their side and they sort of looked like a wedding cake. And what I wanted to do was get the bride and groom on top of the bale and the all the other bridal party around the side and we would make it look like they were standing on a wedding cake made of hay. So... We jump out of the car, we're walking through the, the paddock, and one of the guys said, you know what, this is really where snakes like to hang out. They like to get in underneath these bales of hay. And 
immediately I got scared because I am super scared of snakes. So we picked the shot. Mount Buffalo was in the background. We got to the bar. We thought that was perfect. And we got a couple of us, me included, and the two of the other guys to flip the bale onto its side. And guess what? As we turned the bale over, there was this massive black snake. Scared the daylights out of me. And of course, as we flipped it and we realized that it was there, by the time we realized and jumped back, the bale fell over to the position that I wanted it to, and the snake slid straight back underneath it. Well, right there and then I had to make a big decision. Was I going to run like the girls or was I going to stand there with the boys and act tough? Well, uh, well, I stayed and acted tough even though I was scared as. And we got them on top. We did the shot. It was amazing. And the whole time I was just waiting for the snake to come bursting out from underneath the uh, bale of hay and attack me. It didn't happen. We got an amazing shot and I got a great story to tell. How far back do you need to be to fit every single guest at the wedding in a group photo? That really depends. Like my last story, when I was shooting a wedding of about 150 people, I was up quite high, maybe 20 metres in the air on the cherry picker. And I've actually done weddings where it's only been me, the groom, the bride and the celebrant. So that's really interesting too. So we can stand literally just in front of them. So it really depends. And what I'm looking for when I do those sort of shots is uh, land that slopes away so that I can put them on a bit of a hill and, and try and get everyone in. And my theory is that if they can see me, then I can see them and they'll get in the shot. So that's the aim. Get as many smiling faces as you can in the group shot. And then years to come, you can look back and have a look at all those great people that came along to your wedding day. Do you prefer the photos in black and white or colour? In the photographic world, we have a saying, never talk about politics, religion, or whether you prefer colour or black and white. No, only kidding, Digby. It's a great question because it's such a personal thing. I know for me, sometimes I'll take a shot that looks amazing, but uh, from a composition point of view, but maybe the lighting wasn't quite right or something like that. And black and white can be extremely forgiving. So if you've done something that isn't perfect from a shot point of view, but you've captured an amazing moment, one way of uh, cheating and getting around it is changing to black and white. What I personally do is I really love colour. I'm, I'm very much about a documentary style of photographer and I really want to capture the moment as it's happening so that you can look back at the shots and feel like you were there. But having said that, on the wedding day, there's quite often a, a period of the shoot when we go away from everybody. It's usually just me, the bride and the groom, and we want to set up some stunning shots. I often call them hero shots. So these are the sort of photos that you would want to put on the wall of your main living area or something like that, that we people would just look at it and go, oh my gosh, you guys look absolutely amazing. And in those instances, sometimes a stunning, very contrasty black and white is just what's going to hit the spot. Is it hard to make fake orange tan skin to look good in a wedding photo? <gasps> now that's a classic question. And you know what? Quite often it's not the bride we've got to worry about. Maybe the auntie or someone like that that's gone for the low quality, cheap self-tanning option. And you're right, Digby, that can be quite challenging at times to try and make it look less uh, orange and more natural and my wife who does a lot of our retouching will often roll her eyes when we've got those 
arties in the group, which she knows she's going to have to take a lot of time and energy to try and make it look natural and not look like they're a Donald Trump impersonator. Do you always have to sit with the older grannies or the all the annoying drunk uncles? Hey, Digby, you've absolutely nailed it. On the wedding night, quite often we're that extra person on one of the tables where there's a gap, and it does tend to be the drunken aunties or annoying uncles. But having said that, they're the most fun people to be around on weddings. But you know the only problem is when you're a photographer and you're sitting with that group, all they want to do is to get you to take photos of them doing crazy stuff. So having said that, it's a lot of fun. And some of the shots don't actually make it because they're too crazy. I should send you some. I'm sure you'd have a laugh. Do you ever get to eat the wedding cake? You know what? Some days we work so hard at the wedding that we only get a chance to have something right at the very end. And sometimes all that's left is the wedding cake. But I'll tell you a very funny story. A few years ago, when my son was working with me, he was only about 15, and he wants to be a photographer when he grows up, and he's already better than me, so that's a worry. But he was working with me at this particular wedding, and they had those bon, I think they're called bonbon cakes, or they're like balls, uh, lots of balls with toffee over them, and they look amazing. And uh, he just decided that that was part of the dessert, and he might grab it. And this was before the wedding cake was cut. So he actually stole a piece of this cake. And I saw him doing it because I was actually videoing at the time, and from across the room, I zoomed in thinking, what is he up to? He looks like he's about to do something. So I didn't want to yell out and and highlight the fact that what he was about to do was wrong, because it would draw attention to him. But as he slowly pulled it out I was waiting for the whole stack to fall over and the good news is it didn't but the very funny story all the same and I've had to tell him that when he's at a wedding he just doesn't touch the cake at all. Hi my name is Abby I am nine years old and do you take photos of people pashing a lot? Hey Abby what a great word Hashing, that's something I haven't heard for a time. But you're right, some couples just can't keep their hands off each other. I have to say to some, will you please kiss and hold and they get a little bit embarrassed and they don't like to do it. But more often than not, once they start kissing, they can't stop. And I've got to say, hey, time out, guys. We've got to get a couple of shots here and save that for later on in the evening. KidsPod was created by Amy Chan, intro by Nikki Strauss, cover art by Glenn Strauss. Special thanks to Travis Cartwright, Gracie, Digby and Abby. To send us your questions for future episodes, contact us at amychan.com. We also ask that you please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of KidsPod. And to help our other people to find us and spread the word, we would love it if you would give KidsPod a five-star rating and share our link with your friends. This is Christina Uccino. Thanks for listening.